Welcome again to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 25, The Three Modes and Beyond. We're up to text number 16. You may recall that in the survey of the three modes and transcendence, uh, starting with text 13, there's kind of been a, a going to be after some preliminary discussions about it. Where Krishna then goes through the whole different survey of effects of the modes on a variety of items on how the jiva is bound up. And what we did last week, 13 through 15, uh, discussing the, the, the periods of time in one mode or the other is predominant. So we had goodness, passion, and ignorance. As I mentioned before in text 30, Vishnu Chakravati Thakur uh, gives a summary of the things that were discussed in this section. And here he uses, for these three verses, Kalaha, that is to say, the times, periods of life when these are prominent. Uh, and then we went and talked about devotional service in the modes from the teachings of Kapila Dev. The devotional service had been mentioned earlier also. So now on 16, the 16, uh, 17, and 18, are their to- uh, topic heading is not mentioned in the summary given by Krishna Chakravati Thakur. Uh, given, they're not mentioned, excuse me, not by him, by the text itself. I'm sorry. Those, those topics covered are given by Krishna, not Vishnu Chakravati Thakur, in text 30. These verses are skipped over. Uh, what they, but 16, goodness, 17, passion, 18, ignorance, again, one birth each for the modes. What they're dealing with is the, the bodily symptoms, the subtle bodily symptoms, including chitta, uh, contaminated consciousness as, as part of the subtle body, uh, and then the growth, also the growth, growth bodily symptoms when there's a predomination of one of the modes or the other. In, the, in his commentary to 16, Vishnu Chakravarti puts it like this, by what conditions does a certain guna increase? So you'll see these conditions. So starting with 16, it deals with our state of embodied being in the mode of goodness. And remember that the transcendent state is in none of those modes. So at least by causes of illumination, you can start to get there. So now we'll start with, 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 with text 16. Uh, uh, which is describing the mode of goodness. 
So I'll read that text. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So Krishna says, Yada Chittam Prasideta Indriyanam Chanirvittihi. Dehe bhayam mano sangam atatvam didimatpadam. When consciousness becomes clear and the senses are detached from matter, one experiences fearlessness within the material body and detachment from the material mind. You should understand this situation to be the predominance of the modes of goodness in which one has the opportunity to realize me. Interesting text, huh? Uh, These are clinical descriptions of states of being. Uh, If we don't know where we are, ourselves, and what conditions, what can we see? so we should see. Prabhupada uh, remarked once that, that we should see that the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance are de- decreasing. Uh, if they're not, he said, you're doing something wrong. So we know what we need to work on. Uh, I realized you can get too self-absorbed. I mean, really, when we're practicing Krishna consciousness, we should be thinking of Krishna, so we shouldn't always be thinking about how advanced am I or not advanced or whatever. But we should be aware of it. Uh, and, uh, and we should consider all of our uh, uh, efforts of, of advancing Krishna consciousness being to give us clearer and clearer knowledge, awareness, and feelings for Krishna. Um, but here, the, the here it is. Uh, what, how is a state of being? You might say, when uh, the mode of goodness is there. That's it. So, yada chittam prasidata. When chitta prasidata uh, 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 becomes clear uh, um, and. Uh, then indriyanam uh, cha and the, the, of the senses there is nivritti, which is translated here as sensation of their mundane activities, or detached from matter. Uh, uh, this word nivritti, notice it only has one t. Uh, uh, it's related to the word made famous by Buddhist nirvana. It means uh, complete sensation or complete satisfaction or happiness, bliss, pleasure, delight. Dictionary says emancipation, that is liberation, attainment of rest, and so on. The victimat, quite satisfied, happy. So here, the, in, the, the senses themselves are nirvitti. Uh, so they translate here as sensation of 
of their material activities. Uh, uh, we say mundane activities, of course, because Bhakti means engaging the senses and service the master senses, so it's not just stasis. Uh, so the consciousness is clear. Indriyanam chanavitihi dehi avayam. Uh, in the body, there is abhaya, fearlessness. Notice this is in the body. Uh, fearlessness in the body. And mana uh, asangam. The, the, the mind is detached. Tat sattvam. That sattva. Vidhi mat padam. Here they say, you should understand this situation to be the predominance of the mode of goodness in which one has the opportunity to realize me. Here is very simple in Sanskrit, mat padam. Vidhi mat padam. One way of mat padam shows up. Uh, in 11, 12, 15, is simply my abode. Uh, and since as a guna avatar, Vishnu is in charge of the mode of goodness, you could say that's his abode. Uh, 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 and uh, uh, the BBT the situation in which one has the opportunity to realize me, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, in that state, one performs activities to attain me. So, uh, because in the mode of passion, you perform activities to attain something else. There's, we discussed this idea of having, being a separatist, having a separate interest. Even liberation may be you know, your separate interest. Uh, uh, but uh, this is the state where even the separate interest becomes uh, finally uh, cast aside. And so the opportunity uh, uh, to, to uh, realize me, it says here. So notice, the consciousness is clear, the senses not bound by objects, it's another idea of nirvitti, the body registers no fear, the fearlessness in the body, because the, the body reacts very quickly. Uh, a dog barks nearby and you jump. You don't even think there's danger, you just jump. And there's, there's these instinctive reactions of fear. Uh, so those, those are uh, not there. They, uh, and this detachment uh, uh, which they say here is detachment. Notice this is, they're following Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, not detachment in the mind, the mind is detached, detachment from the mind. Because the mind is uh, an embarrassment. Uh, it's like having an a, a, a unpresentable relative that nevertheless is coming around with you. And, and so you should just, you know, be a little aloof <laughs> from detached from the mind, you know. Uh, uh, um, uh, 
Bhishma Charvati Thakur, I'll read his uh, commentary. He says here, uh, talking about this whole sequence of three, thus when a particular guna increases, that's when a particular guna increases, the other two are suppressed. By what conditions does a certain guna increase? When will you see that? This is explained in three verses. When consciousness becomes pure, the senses are without agitation. That's how he uh, uses it in the Vritti. Uh, when one is unattached to the mind, you can see that's his understanding of this. Because you could say it different ways here uh, uh, in 16. Uh, mano asangam. You could say the mind is unattached. Sangha, you know, sadhu sangha, sangha. <laughs> but here it's detachment uh, from the mind. And one is unattached to the mind. Only you observe desires arise in the mind. You just back off. Then sattva increases. So they're saying these are the conditions that you can maintain them the sattva will increase. And he says, in that state, one performs activities to attain me. That's his uh, commentary on it. Now, text 17. Uh, Krishna says, turning to our turning to Rajas. Vikurvan kriya chadir anivitis chachetasam jatra svatyam manu brantam raja itaya nishamaya. You should discern the mode of passion by its symptoms. Obviously, we're talking very clinically now, right? <laughs> You should discern the mode of passion by its symptoms, the distortion of, intel- of the intelligence because of too much activity, the inability of the perceiving senses to disentangle themselves from mundane objects, an unhealthy condition of the working physical organs, and the unsteady perplexity of the mind. Now, this, this is good to look at this. Uh, uh, as the mode of passion is generally thought of as the normal condition of life. Uh, so these are uh, uh, the, the symptoms. Uh, and notice again, there's intelligence, the senses of perception in the mind, the senses of action, the mind itself, uh, these are all described here. Um, so, Bikurvanam uh, Kriya, uh, yeah, so uh, distortion of intelligence by too, of, because of too much activity, Vikurvan being crook, being, you know, crooked, contorted, because of Kriya, active, busy, 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 
There's some Kurt Vonnegut novel where that was a refrain, busy, 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 making fun of America, of course. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, uh, rushing here, rushing there, rushing here, rushing there, all these rush hours, uh, back and forth. So busy, too much activities. And look, note that that, that hyperactivity distorts the key. The, uh, 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 the, uh, the intelligence. Here, we will see it, your sense of purpose and direction. Uh, you always, you got, you, you're multitasking all the time. Have you noticed that when the chance is there to multitask, we do it again? So, so now it's bad enough to drive a car on the freeway or, or, or uh, the, the interstate highway, but then you've got to be texting at the same time. And something else is usually there's at least three. So multitasking. Uh, so there's hyperactivity. And whatever you've, got, you've done is the next thing to be done and the next thing to be done and the next. So this is uh, this hyperactivity. Uh, and the, then it says here then the... Uh, Chitasam, uh, which is translated here as the on the part of the word for word of the conscious faculties of intelligence and the senses, because here we're talking about the knowledge acquiring senses, uh, and, and so the the these are uh, governed by um, by buddhi. They fall out of buddhi. Uh, uh, so they 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 work together, uh, and because because of them, uh, they become anivritti, uh, bound to their objects. Anivritti, uh, with two T's, detached. Anivritti, uh, attached. You cannot disentangle them from the mundane objects. You're thinking about them all the time. Really, when I was a kid, there were a I can't get that girl out of my mind, you know, so I'm thinking of whatever, you know, so everybody, you can't, you can't, you can't remove them. You try not to think about it, it comes back again. You become obsessed. You become an addict. Uh, whatever it is, uh, or, or even if it's anger, you can't withdraw your mind from what you say. So you become, you become uh, the perceiving senses are disentangled from mundane objects. The thing about anger and hate, it's a kind of attachment, even though it's aversion, in the same way that if you are really attracted somebody for sense gratification, your mind gets fixated. If you hate them, your mind is also fixated. You're obsessed. You become a stalker or whatever, you know. You stalk for either way, you know. Is stalking on the increase or are you just talking about it more? But you always hear about stalking. Um, um, And then... The, that, ha, having talked about the knowledge acquiring senses, then gatra, the the, uh, the here for the uh, senses of action, the instruments of action, 
they are uh, unhealthy. This word here is uh, ashvatyam. Swatya uh, means uh, being in a sound state of body and soul. Uh, The word itself, swasta by itself, without a long A, means self-abiding swasta. Self-contained, being in yourself, in your natural state, uninjured, unmolested, uh, unviolated, you know, like that. Uh, so, uh, 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 swastya with a with a long a and a y, it becomes um, healthy. So, aswat unhealthy condition of the working physical organs. Too much stimulated, too much salt, too much whatever it is. It's stressed all the time, and then finally. Uh, 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 mano brantam. Uh, uh, brantam means uh, unsteadiness of the mind. Uh, the mind is uh, being batted around all the time. So by these signs, you should understand this is the mode of passion. Uh, and our, as Prabhupada mentioned this before, our standard of advancement is the standard of the mode of passion. The mode of goodness is not even on the scope. That's transcendental as far as people are concerned. Uh, uh, and the social conflict, uh, the conflicts in our society tend to be involving uh, the mode of passion and the mode of ignorance, fighting with each other, even groups representing them, or, uh, uh, or you know, you 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 you're striving. You got a big career. You're working really hard to get the tension off. You got to start taking cocaine and other drugs, and you get too wound up, and then to cool yourself off, you got to take some heroin. And then you end up in a rehab. You know, and then you're down in the mode of ignorance. And your big success of life, you can get back up to the mode of passion. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, so now with uh, text 18, uh, uh, this is the description, of course, of, uh, of the uh, mode of ignorance. Siddhat chittam bili yeta chitaso drahanekshamam manonashtam tamo glanis tamastadhukadharaya. When one's higher awareness fails, finally disappears, and one is thus unable to concentrate his attention, his mind is ruined and manifests ignorance and depression. You should understand the situation to be the predominance of the mode of ignorance. Uh, So here we have a total collapse. The word here that's used, uh, chittam, they say the higher faculties of consciousness, they just mean really consciousness. 
uh, just being alert uh, um, uh, because I, I'm not sure if there's lower and higher effect. Because in, in this verse, you have uh, chitta, uh, chetasa, uh, chetas, manas, uh, these uh, three things are, are there. Uh, so we have to look what what's how how they're being used here. So this word siddhat, 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 uh, uh, which a translator is failing. Uh, when Banu Swami translates it, following the uh, commentary of Vishnu Chakravarti he calls it bewildered. Consciousness becomes bewildered. Now the word uh, uh, siddhat is derived by rules of Sanskrit grammar from the verb sad. Chalti means to sit down in front of something, but then it comes to mean to sink down, to sink into despondency or distress, to become faint or weary, dejected, low-spirited, despair, pine, waste away, perish. So, these whole things. So what is chit, the consciousness itself? It, it, it collapses or breaks down. Uh, 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 it, it, it fragments. Uh, 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 Dhanu Swami says, when one's consciousness becomes bewildered and fails to function, because because Vishnu Chakravarti takes this failing of consciousness as bewilderment. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, as, as, as bewilderment. Um, uh, uh. So you, you, when, when you're bewildered, you, 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 you don't know what's going on. Everything, you don't know what's happening practically. You know, everything is confused, and, and, and your, your consciousness is kind of fragmented by by different. Uh, Directions and distractions, and, uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, uh, and then vilieta, uh, uh, the failing consciousness, vili, uh, the verb vili means to dissolve or melt, to be made liquid. It liquefies. Uh, uh, Swami fails to function uh, here they say finally disappears uh, so you're just you don't know what's happening anymore you don't know what's going on every, every, everything gets it's very strange to you uh uh, and so this 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 this, this state of conscious of, of consciousness it, 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 uh, it, it breaks down, and really, kind of what disappears uh, is the inability to direct attention. This chetas, uh, that ability to direct your to sustain your attention on anything for any amount of time. 
that that starts to break down too. You have short attention span, a very short attention span. Uh, this is a sign of the mode of ignorance. Uh, uh, and then uh, when that happens, uh, when one's higher consciousness fails and disappears, one is thus unable to concentrate his attention. Uh, uh, his mind is ruined. Uh, the, the mind, the mind itself, is is uh, they use the ruined ruined. Uh, uh, incapable of controlling one's, uh, directing one's attention, the mind nashtam, it's destroyed. It becomes almost useless. The mind is ruined. And uh, those words that describe that uh, state, glani, uh, depression, and Darkness. I mean, they're talking about tamagun, but now it's also that word is used for tamahaglani, ignorance and depression in the word for word. Anuswami uh, translates this, when one consciousness becomes bewildered and fails to function, when one is not aware of objects, when the mind fails to decide, in other words, you don't see what's there, you mistake one thing for another, uh, and you sometimes you see things that aren't there too. This is all this bewilderment. And when ignorance and despair are prominent, uh, understand that tamas has become prominent. Hopelessness, despair. The word glani, we have dharma shaglani, of course, in the Bhagavad Gita, decline. But the basic meaning of it is exhaustion, bodily fatigue. Depression of mind, debility, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, all that other kind of stuff. Uh, so this is what happens uh, here. Vishnu uh, Chakravarti comments, when consciousness becomes bewildered and insensitive, because of inability to perceive objects, unawareness because of low consciousness. When the mind fails to make decisions, you can't decide anything. You can't make up your mind about anything. And the decision be made, you put it off, and you put it off, and you put it off, because every time you think about it, you just get more and more bewildered. You put it off, you put it off, until it's too late, and then you're panicked anyway. It's inability to make decisions. Uh, and there is ignorance and despair, understand that Tamas has become dominant. Then he adds this, uh, when all three gunas are defeated by bhakti, understand that one is beyond the gunas. This should be understood. This is implicit in all of these descriptions. Uh, So that's this consciousness collapses and breaks down, uh, the ability to direct, to direct attention disappears, the mind becomes incapable of choosing or deciding, and one sinks into darkness, 
and despair. That's the uh, situation with the mold of ignorance. Uh, depressing, right? <laughs> okay. Now, so that that's that's these these three uh, verses, and by by uh, uh, and, and you notice the three states basically uh, uh, detachment, mode of goodness, attachment, passion, bewilderment, ignorance. Attachment, attachment, bewilderment. The three stooges, but <laughs> thing like that. Uh, uh, so you can recognize them. Now, when we come to text number uh, 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 19, now between here, 19 and 30, there'll be a description of uh, 11 further items and areas as they are affected or manifest by the modes. Uh, verse 19 um, is also the topic of that one is not mentioned by, by Krishna in 30. Uh, but here, what this really talks about in 19, the three kinds of devas that are strengthened by different modes. Uh, I realized, let's say superhuman beings, uh, that's what this is, is about, because it, it's about the, the, the devas proper, uh, the asuras, and, and the, the, the uh, rakshashas. Uh, here, let me read the text. 19. Edamane gune satve devanam balam edhate suranam charajasi amas yuddhava rakshasam with the increase of the mode of goodness, the strength of the demigods similarly increases. When passion increases, the demonic becomes strong, and with the rise of ignorance of Uddhava, the strength of the most wicked increases. So this translation kind of um, gets away from the um, uh, oh, I forgot to get this here. Let me do that. It gets, gets a little away from uh, from the literal meaning of this, uh, the devas, the the um, uh, asuras, and the rakshasas, word for word, the man-eating monsters, and the asuras, the enemies uh, of the demigods. Just um, a second, let me get this up. Uh, in the third canto, 
tenth chapter, the divisions of creation, uh, text twenty-eight and twenty-nine. I won't read you the Sanskrit because it's just a list of beings. But this is called what's being described in these two verses is the Deva Sarga, the creation of the demigods. It says in the word for word here, which is Ashtavida of eight kinds, and then the eight are listed. The first are the demigods. That is to say, here in Sanskrit, Vibhuda, which basically means the wise. Pitaraha, uh, uh, the forefathers. So in, this, in the big category of devas, these are the eight. And I would tell you, the general category is what we would call superhuman beings. Vibhuta. Right? Um, uh, so the so first are the the Buddha, the controlling deities who run the universe. Pitara, uh, uh, the the uh, forefathers. Asura, the asuras. There's the gods, and there are the anti gods. Asuras and the asuras. Uh, so first the Buddha. Pitaraha, Asura, Gandharva, the Gandharvas, the Apsaras. Uh, when Prabhupada translates this, well, the expert art Gandharvas are the expert artisans in the higher planets. They're kind. Sometimes they're called semi demigods, <laughs> but the Apsaras, the angels, or or the Prabhupada often translate the heavenly society girls, courtesans. Uh, uh, the siddhas, uh, 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 meaning the siddhas, uh, yeah, this is, uh, the, the uh, persons who are perfect in mystic powers, as the siddhas, uh, Oh, the, the, the verse is in a, a different order than the, the, the Sanskrit. The yakshas and rakshani. Uh, yaksha, he, in the word for word, super protectors. And raksha, the giants. <laughs> but you notice they always, yaksha, raksha, there's, if you look, you'll see it. There's always a compound of these two are associated with each other's. Uh, the the uh, man eaters, the rakshasas, the yakshas, and the rakshasas. Here in the translation, yakshas and rakshasas are not translated. And then the uh, 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 siddhas. Uh, uh, he's mentioned the gandharvas and apsaras. Then the siddhas, the charanas, and vidyadaras. Uh, uh, these other celestial beings, uh, Kinaras, uh, are also in there. Some of them don't make it into the translation, and others. Uh, and also the Buddha, Preta, Pishachas. Uh, they're just that way in the translation. Uh, Buddha, Jin, 
uh, preta, evil spirits, pishachas, attending spirits, ghosts, hobgoblins, you know, and so forth. Uh, and eight, the superhuman beings, celestial singers, and so on. That's the uh, that's the translation. So these are the these eight are all deva sarga. So here, what he, they're talking about in these verses, those categories of superhuman beings uh, of different kinds. Some of them are in the mode of goodness, some of them are on the mode of passion, and some of them are in the mode of, of ignorance. But they're all more powerful than we are. Watch out. <laughs> they can help you or not. Uh, so he says here, uh, with the inc- increase of the mode of goodness, the strength of the devas uh, is increased. When passions increased, uh, the the asuras, the enemies, the asuras. Remember, they have high technology. They fly through the skies. They have their own subterranean heavenly planets and so on. Uh, some of them are devotees, actually, Bali and Prahlad and, and so on. Uh, and then uh, I don't know of any. Maybe there's uh, some devotees among the Rakshasas, but generally not. Uh, the, the Rakshasas and the Yakshas. Um, uh, so these are the the, the supernatural uh, beings uh, that are there. Uh, so that's where they're, if you see this uh, 310, 28, 29, why they're all mentioned here as kinds of devas. Uh, uh, and you see yaksha, rakshaksha, they're, they're all put together. Now, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, I think BBT, don't comment on it. He says something that I think is very interesting. Actually, kind of, Wow. He says, uh, just as the devatas, demons, and rakshasas increase with increase of sattva, rajas, or tamas, so when the nature of detachment, attachment, and bewilderment, bewilderment in the senses of the individual bodies increase, the presence of devatas, demons, and rakshasas should be understood. <laughs> that's interesting somehow or other because these being powerful they, they have controlling effects on us the devas do uh, the rakshashas do and apparently uh, the, yeah, and the asuras because that's what he's saying when you swim those you, those because we're all, this is the way we are wired into the universe. And the devas actually make our bodies function. Uh, uh, when I move my hand or leg or, or see something or smell something, there's some deva up there somewhere involved in it. Anyway, because uh, because they generally maintain the creation. Uh, the, the the asuras are civilized. They also have gurus. 
They also perform sacrifice. They also follow the Vedas. Which is just that they want to take over. And then there's these others. So here they become present. Then when those increase, the presence uh, of these different groups should be understood as somehow uh, facilitating uh, this kind of this kind of things. Then he says, when one transcends the gunas by bhakti, the strength of the devotees increases their influence on you. We stop now. Uh, I thought that part was interesting, <laughs> to, be, to be sure. It's not uh, repeated by a BBT edition, but... Uh, um, I'm sure. Uh, so we'll resume with uh, text uh, uh, 20, where we'll start about states of consciousness. And again, you see, uh, uh, here in the states of consciousness, the fourth will be mentioned. Krishna Chakravarti says, you, sh- you should understand whatever three are mentioned, that by implication, the fourth thing in the transcendent state. So here, when it comes to 20, the, the fourth will actually be mentioned by, in the text. So we, we will start there. So now we can uh, see if there are any questions about this. Uh, Topic. Topics. I'll start with a question. Um, the first question is just trying to understand this statement by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur some more. And what prevents someone from, you know, being in the mode of ignorance or passion or whatever and just kind of blaming it on the demigods at that point of just saying, well, I guess the lower demigods are just controlling me right now. It's not really my fault they're doing something. (laughs) You find somebody else. Remember, I mean, uh, we are in a state of continuity. Uh, We have done things in our last lives. Children are born. Uh, and you can see right away they're usually attracted to one mode or the next. They have their natures, they have their personalities, everything is there. So that's the, that's the state we're in. Uh, um, and uh, a, a lot of what uh, uh, um, I think that, that we do is prepare people. People get exposed to devotional service. They take some prasadam. They learn how to chant the Hare Krishna mantra. They associate with devotees for a while. They leave, but they don't forget the Hare Krishna mantra. Uh, and there was, I just read a blog about some young guy who for a few uh, months maybe uh, associated with devotees. He's writing about it. And he went from 
using trying to get Krishna consciousness to assuage the pains of material existence to alcohol, and then he finally got over that. And now it was a long time ago, and he better remembers all of it, what it was about. But he does, and when he falls asleep at night, he thinks Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So that's an effect. Uh, so these these things gradually change people. You won't see a lot of it for now. Uh, but uh, it, it is it is typical of the mode of, of, of ignorance uh, that you won't take responsibility and you shift the blame uh, for other people. And yeah, to some extent, with the mode of passion too. You, you don't just blame them, you're out to get them. <laughs> you're more active. <laughs> it's not passive-aggressive, it's just aggressive. <laughs> One more question, also on the topic of the mode of ignorance. Um, it was mentioned that one of the effects of the mode of ignorance is an inability to pay attention to something, a lack of attentiveness. And because I work with students, I, and some of them, you know, have been diagnosed with ADHD and things like mm-hmm. that. I want, is something like that ADHD is so, so popular, prevalent today? I don't know, you know, how popular it is versus how prevalent it is. But um, is that a result of the mode of ignorance, of inability to pay attention for a long time on something? And if so, are there other means? by the knowledge that we have for somebody to, to overcome something like ADHD without using the typical, like, medical treatments and things like that. Yes. Yes. To overcome it. And I'm not even sure how well it works or even how right this diagnosis is. Children are, as a group, they have short attention spans. That's just the way they are. And it actually requires training learn how to concentrate and focus the mind and that training is not given uh, uh, you know earlier in the 20th century um, T.S. Eliot uh, or, uh, one of the lines of his poem is describing the modern world distracted from distraction by distraction you know, we're, we're, we got our regular uh, the thing we really should be doing uh, uh, is our spiritual life. But instead, we've substituted our material life for it. And we can't even stick to that. <laughs> so we're distracted from distraction by distraction. Uh, so so that's, that's, that's... And it, it keeps getting worse. It keeps getting worse. Uh, and... Uh, uh, and the system education is making it easier and easier and easier. People don't memorize things anymore. Uh, why do we need to memorize? Now we have machines; we can just look it up. We don't just remember anything. But but you have to know that that in Vedic culture, uh, uh, Brahmana boys uh, memorize. Panini's grammar. They first they sit them down at the age of five, and you know with discipline, they chanted them. They learned the rules. They memorized the rules. 
They couldn't even understand them, but at that age, you have a terrific memory power. You can concentrate on something. They memorized the rules, and then later they were taught how to use them, and they walked around with volumes and volumes of literature in their head. People can be trained that way. We don't do it. Maharidi has a question. It says, Hare Krishna, please assume my humble obeisances. As you mentioned, gunas are more powerful than whatever effort we can make. Yet we can influence their influence, can't we? Is it like walking against a strong wind or swimming upstream? Where is the borderline between advancing in the modes and acting against our own nature? Uh, well, the first thing is it can be a struggle. And you have to plot out who you're going to associate with. Uh, if you can identify the modes, then you can see what activities are going to be conducive and not. Uh, and if you don't have uh, sufficient self-control, then you should associate with people that do. Um, uh, there's some degree of freedom there. It's the more the one's heavily conditioned by the mode of ignorance or passion, it's hard. Uh, but one has to make an, an effort. Uh, for ourselves, we don't think of it as a do-it-yourself project. Uh, we want to take advantage of the help given by Krishna in the form of Krishna's own presence in the Maha Mantra, in the form of good instruction, in the form of devotees who can help and encourage us. So that, that helps us uh, do all those things. And remember, my nature is, my swarup is, I am Nitya Krishna Das. I'm eternally certain that that is my nature. Everything else is an artificial imposition. So if you wanted to get down to what I really am, that's my nature. pick up again with this interesting topic with text number 20. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srila Bhagavata Ki Jai